I would like to be traded to any other team but the New England Patriots. Big brain predictions. That's all I got. Take it off, sir. This Washington football team beat the Steelers. And that person. EDP. Yes, but if we lose this game, I firmly believe we do not need to make playoffs. So Don't you ever disrespect me. <laughs> <laughs>
pretty much a back and forth for most of the game and uh, entertaining to say the least. And then game two, not not so much the same. Uh, <laughs> Shaq, what were your thoughts on, on games one and two? Game one, they kept it competitive, just couldn't pull it through when it mattered, unfortunately. I was really high hopes. Then I was like, okay, we can give up game one, but that we just really need to win game two if that gives us any chance of doing anything. And, of course, we get blown up like 30 points. So I was like, by then, I feel like we had just given up at that point in time. So I was like, after losing game two, I have no faith in us to win this series. I think we're going to be a one and done in this first round. So... <laughs> That's just my yeah, game one, game one was definitely your guys' uh, best chance because I mean, one one is a hell of a lot better than o two. I mean, obviously that goes without saying, but uh, yeah, I, I really did feel like you guys were gonna pull out that game one. Went to overtime. Uh, Giannis was 50. yeah, fifty cents courtside at this Hawks Knicks playoff game right now. We'll get to them in just a bit. Derrick Rose picking his nose on live TV. Um, yeah, anyway, Giannis looked like he was falling apart at the tail end of game one. Bogdan Bogdanovich, the man who's so good. He's got the first, the same first and last name. Uh, but anyway, this dude is, is crazy good. Uh, yeah, anyway, Jesus. Um, yeah, Giannis was kind of falling apart at the end of game one. And I was like, oh, it's not looking too good for the Greek freak here. And and Jimmy Butler was taking over the game. He was uh, he drove the ball right past Giannis to tie the game up and send it to overtime. Giannis was missing free throws late, just missing shots late. Uh, but come overtime, he made a couple of big plays. And then obviously with Middleton hitting that game game winner, uh, you know, that was that. So. I really felt like that was your guys' best opportunity to steal a game on the road and take away that home court home court advantage from Milwaukee, but you know, that did not happen. And then obviously the other night the Bucks could not miss a single three pointer. It was just like you could have blindfolded them. They probably still would be they'd still be knocking down shots to this day if you blindfolded them. <laughs> they were just on fire. That's the type of game where it's like you just aren't winning, no matter how good or bad your team is. Somebody shooting as well as they were on uh, was that Tuesday night yeah. or Monday night? Yeah, Monday. Monday night, night yeah. Uh, it just was not not in the cards on that one. Uh, any hope left for your team? No, not so. Any team morale is probably gone by now, and it's just them knowing that they have to. The fact that they're down to O means they literally have to win out almost resist series at this point mm-hmm. in time. And it's kind of like, yeah, them, I don't feel like it, it's also one of those things where it's like, if you aren't uh, like they lost a close game and then they lost a blowout. And it's kind of like, damn, like we can't win in any scenario. So I feel like it's just demoralizing at this point. So, yeah, so it's just kind of like at this point, it's bad to say me for me to say as a fan, but just go ahead and just lose out the rest of the series. Just <laughs> take that off season real quick. Start dragging like a yeah, uh, dragging us out to like game six, and it's going to be like, all right. Right. I mean, I agree 100%. What's your uh, prediction for the final series outcome? Uh, four. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's looking like a sweep. It's a sweep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here they're kind of strange right now. Uh, Butler's not playing well. I mean, nobody's playing well. Um, I feel like Bam is still playing pretty well. He's been fairly consistent in these two games. Well, I guess it's kind of hard to just call anybody playing well last game that was on Miami, that is. Uh, but the whole thing with Tyler Hero is really strange that he's coming off the bench and he doesn't even seem to be the he you would think he'd be the first answer off the bench he'd be the sixth man but he's not like he's coming behind a couple people i don't understand what's going on there there's been some weird stuff with him and i'm i'm not sure what that is all about but uh you would think that they would be playing him a lot more than what he is right now um it's funny to think back to the start of this year where there were the trade rumors of harden going to miami and it 
apparently part of that trade hinged on Hero being included and Miami would not give up Hero inside of whatever that big trade would have been. This front three coming off the bench. <laughs> right. Now it's like, oh, man, that that's a... Uh, you know, one of those things, but hey. And I feel like that would have completely changed. Oh, yeah. Altogether. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hindsight is twenty twenty though, so mm-hmm. what are you going to do? So, moving on to the other funeral here. Go ahead and get this right quick. Yep, you're only right that we just go ahead. Two funerals. Uh, My Boston Celtics at the Nets. Uh, we are, of course, down 0-2 at this point after getting our cheeks done in last night this uh Knicks Hawks game is getting a little chippy here about five and a half minutes left Knicks are up by about four yeah we're, we're gonna see the uh end of this game live here so that should be interesting but anyway yeah we got slapped around last night game one we put up a good fight for the first half of the game held first three quarters of the game and then we just kind of you know there's not much that you can do when your second best best player is out and then you're going up against uh two or three top ten players in the world. Uh gonna have a hard time winning that game. So uh we came out and, and we're on fire the first half, but come the second half, once people started to cool down, having a hard time scoring, uh and then, you know, you gotta deal with those that three headed monster that the, the Nets have it's just a really, really tough one. Um, and then, obviously, last night, just from start to finish, just getting blown out the whole time. So, it is what it is. Nothing that surprised me at all. This is exactly what I was expecting to happen. Um, just kind of, I'm in the same boat as Shaq. Kind of hoping at this point, just put us out of our misery. There's no point in dragging this thing on. Uh, Shaq, do you have any hope for my Celtics? Unfortunately, I don't want to have all the hopes in the world for them, but of course, going up with such a stat team as Brooklyn, it's damn near impossible unless you got a full healthy roster. And yeah. There's yeah, no, yeah. There's no beating that. Even these top tier teams that we have at the top of the division would still struggle to. Right. Them, so. Yeah. Uh, at, at one point on uh, Saturday, I think it was Saturday, yeah, game one. When we were, uh, the Nets were, like, they had just kind of tied up the game in the second half with us because we were leading for a good portion. But they had just tied up the game, and their bench was on the floor against our starters. And we just could not score. It was just one of those stretches where we just could not get anything on offense. And then uh, the, you know, a dead ball came. And the camera pans over to the scores table, and Kyrie and Kevin Durant are about to check back in. You're just like, <laughs> we can't even score with their bench out here. And now these two are about to come back in, and that was just it, man. It was just an onslaught from that point forward. So, it, you know, what are you going to do when we go up against that team? So, I, I feel like everybody in the East has had that like earlier this season when Harden got there, we've all kind of known there's going to be a point where we're going to have to run into them and there's just nothing that you can do. <laughs> you just have to let it happen. Play your best game, but the other day you know that yeah. it's not the, a damn thing you can do besides that game. That day of reckoning. <laughs> Man, there are kids here so young court side that probably were not even alive when the Knicks were good last. Exactly. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. But uh, three and a half minutes left. New York up by five. We'll, we'll see what happens here. When it gets down to the last minute, we'll do uh, we'll color commentate. So <laughs> we're really good at that. I'm gonna start using the term I did. Did color commentate? <laughs> A lot of people need to be color commentated. <laughs> in real time mm-hmm. um all right next series portland and denver this series is actually tied up uh this is this last game which just played last night the blazers did go ahead and pull out a win uh great great for them dame lillard has been playing huge in both games um but obviously, it, it's more than just Dame doing his thing. He needs 
some more more help than obviously just him. So uh, Dean Lillard came up big and was able to get help get the uh, Blazers a win last night. However, is there anybody in the Trail Blazers that you think needs to step up in particular to help uh, the Blazers keep winning? Because obviously they can't just rely on on Dame Dalla. So who else do you think? I want to see the whole entire team just uh, form together because God knows that Denver's going to be here and work the shit out of them come the rest of it. I honestly think I'm rooting a little bit for Denver coming through all of this. As much as I like Lillard as a player, I just don't think he has that unit to help him a long stretch of things to help him pull out. So, Is there any reason you want Denver over Portland? Um, I feel like they're just, just more interesting to you to watch come down the line okay. per se than... I feel that. Yeah, I'm kind of on the other side. I'd rather see... I really like Dame, and I'd like to see him um, progress just kind of at the same time. Uh, it's just one of those things, man, where the Blazers always do put up a great fight in the playoffs. They always do, and it's just they get to that point where they just don't have enough or it is really just Dame and CJ doing their thing. And outside of that, you know, that's what it is. And I mixed up the games. Game one, the Blazers won, and then game two they lost uh just last night but um yeah like game one where they did when dame puts up 34 points 13 assists cj puts in his 21 i think last night he also put in 21 as well um or something like that but uh yeah and then they also got great great points out of carmelo he put in 18 in that win i mean if carmelo can give you 18 anthony simmons puts in 14 like they're probably gonna win that game if they can get that kind of production out of this <laughs> kid with cornrows. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it comes down to like Dame and CJ are going to do their thing. Nurkic is also a big key to me. They need production from him down low. I know that he's he's uh, going up head to head against the Joker. So good luck. But <laughs> right. But at the same time, like. If he can give you, you know, a good 16 points, 10 boards or something like that, and just try and give Joker just a, a hard time instead of just letting him dominate you inside, uh, that's a huge key. Because in last night's win, Dane puts up 42. Again, CJ puts in his 21. But then you look around. Norman Powell did have a big game. He put in a 15 points. Uh, but everybody else, there's just nothing. Like, you can go down the list. Carmelo only had five. The thing is, how you going to play 37 minutes in the game, put up three points, one assist, and reach out Robert Covington, man. And then Robert, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, it just can't happen. And then again, Nurkic, he did have 13 boards, but only seven points. Yeah, like, you just need more production. Top three amount of minutes on his team, and homeboy can only put up that productivity. That's <clears throat> very true. You cannot be starting and only have three points it just it can't happen it cannot happen they say points aren't everything but under that this one we need you to put up like double digit points so these things yeah and paul mill said he also had a huge game 15 points seven boards three assists so yeah he was he was everywhere but uh yeah this is also a very compelling series i wish that they weren't always such late games. Like tomorrow, they play against also at ten thirty. So it's here on the East Coast, it's kind of hard to catch these. But Saturday, they do play at four o'clock. So I'm highly, highly looking forward to that one, and that'll be a game four. So that will be gets even tighter as the series goes on. But anyway, um, what's your outcome prediction for this one? Say it'll be a game six victory for for the Nuggets. So. For the Nuggets, I am mm-hmm. going to say uh, Blazers in seven. I think it's going to take them every last possession to win this series. Uh, but yeah, give me the Blazers in that one. So we usually have the segment Rider Dying Five, which is our uh, how we pick games and we each had a record during the regular season um 
I won the regular season, but now we're starting from scratch, uh, zero and zero, heading into <laughs> MSG is about to collapse on right on Spike Lee's dome. Uh, <laughs> that's why he has that hard head on. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so we're starting from scratch for the playoffs. So the way we'll do this now moving forward, we're not going to pick every single game like Jesus. Uh, but what we'll do is with our um, series predictions, we'll count those as if we hit it spot on, that's a win. If we don't hit it spot on, that counts as a loss. So if the Blazers win in seven, I'm 1-0. and and then if they win, if the Nuggets win six, then Shaq is one and zero, and then so on and so forth. So we'll see what happens there. This will make a bit more sense come next week once there's actually some uh, wins and losses in these uh, columns here. Moving right along, before we hit our next uh, playoff series, we want to mention our small business showcase for the week. This week, we are showcasing Grim and Proper Clothing on Instagram right there, folks. That banner, exactly as it says, right there, spelt out in plain English. I do not understand why older people have such a hard time. That's not what we're here for right now. At Grim and Proper Clothing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah um this is a clothing brand that is located right here in tampa folks uh, i'm gonna put up the instagram on the screen here go ahead and check that out <clears throat> while i tell you a little bit about grim and proper uh, so their products is inspired by vintage band tees, tattoos and anything dark or grungy they started less than a year ago and are still growing adding more and more products every couple of months. Uh, they started out with men's clothing and have seen just as much much interest from uh, the females. So they're excited about offering women's styles next year. Uh, so all of the artwork and the designs that you see on their Instagram is all hand-drawn by their founder, Brian. Uh, I do wear some of Grim and Proper's clothing myself. If I uh, would like to sport my own hat there, you guys will see it after the Instagram is off the screen. But uh, they make hats, they make shirts, they make shorts, socks, accessories, a bunch of just different clothing items, stickers are even in there. So if this kind of style is your thing, the kind of grungy tattoo goth kind of thing, definitely give them a follow on the gram that is a grim and proper hat right there if you guys are interested in checking that out. i got some shorts for them uh there you go uh so yeah if you're interested visit grimandproper.com to shop right on their website if you want to buy something um and then also follow the damn instagram right there (laughs) right so uh yeah shout out to grim and proper um if you are here in Tampa. That's a plus for you. Moving along, looks like the Knicks should have this in the bag, barring the miracle that the Hawks are trying to pull off. But uh, <laughs> highly doubt that at this point. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna move along to the next series here. There's a few of these still to get through, folks. But uh, Washington and Philly. That game two was just capped off just before we started uh, this episode. So now it is 0-2 within Philly's favor. Uh, Shaq, I don't know if you took the time out of your days to watch either one of these games. We had the choice of watching the Hawks-Knicks game or the Wizards-Sixers game today, but we opted in to watch this game over that game for reasons that you guys probably don't really need explained to you. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I did not watch the first game, did not watch the second game. I will not watch the third game. And damn it, I refuse to watch the fourth game because that's all that's going to be needed for the, for the Sixers to sweep the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq, do the Wizards have any hope on beating 
the Philadelphia seventy um, sixers. The seventy sixers stadium collapses <laughs> at some point <laughs> during the game. <laughs> that would be the best opportunity. Yeah. I know I did not take any second of my time to sit here and watch any one of those games. Yeah, that would be doing a disservice to your life, actually. Um, even if you're a fan of either one of these teams, or a fan of the Wizards at least, uh, if you're a fan of the Sixers, of course you're going to watch. This is a great, easy way. To, if you want an easy way to celebrate your night, of course you're going to tune into this game. Uh, but if you're a fan of the Wizards, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, yeah. It's the time of electricity. Your electricity. People, global warming is a thing. Exactly. We're killing our planet. Save your your power. The hell. Just burning. Right, for <laughs> uh yeah, so my series outcome as we just heard, it's it's just come on. The afterlife they're gonna bring it for sins it's like I see you help contribute to global warming, watching uh Washington and Philly again. You spent X amount of watts of energy. Watching a Wizards playoff game. <laughs> that was a foregone sweep. Like, explain yourself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you slept during ninety percent of it. Exactly. You woke up for the past for the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that could be the difference. You, you going up top and you going uh, somewhere else. Uh, there's two more games left, folks, and there are only two. Let me reiterate. There are only two more games I left. I'd rather watch Guts or Raven reruns it. <laughs> By the way, folks, we invited two guests onto the show to uh, Washington Wizards fans. Yes, they do exist. We invited them to come on here and speak their piece for their own team. Uh, they declined the opportunity. That's so how bad they are that they own. <laughs> we we reached out but hey can't can't win them all so anyway uh last one before we get to our break all right compelling series this time around lakers and the suns now all tied up at one game a piece game two was just played last night i watched the entire game this was Great, great game. Both games one and two were outstanding. Uh, Chris Paul, very banged up. Very, very banged up. It seems just like deja vu again. Every postseason where it seems like Chris Paul is going to have a big impact or role, he seems to get hurt in some capacity, which is really unfortunate. I don't understand how, how that works. He must have some kind of voodoo doll out there with... It's it's sad, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, he got hurt in kind of a weird play on Saturday or Sunday, one of those days, Sunday. Uh, and then it's trying to get the shoulder to go last night, but uh, he did not play for much of that game. And then when he did come back in, I mean, he could barely pass the ball, he could barely do much of anything. It's just kind of like, damn, and. Yeah, without him, it's not really looking too good for Phoenix. I highly doubt they're able to get this dub um, with him, though. I mean, on Sunday, it was, wow. I mean, you're talking about night and day. The Suns looked dangerous. Even without him, they still really pushed the Lakers uh, to their limits. So, um, yeah. Uh, to me, a lot of it just comes down to the size disadvantage. Like, if you look at just how big the Lakers are with AD, Gasol, Drummond, uh, obviously even LeBron on his own, like they are so much just bigger than the Suns. Like the the Suns have DeAndre Ayton, um, and that's kind of it for like their actual big men. Like outside of that, there aren't too many huge dudes. Like Jay Crowder is guarding Anthony Davis half the time, which is like a clear mismatch but somehow they're able to kind of make it work uh yeah and last night the lakers took advantage of that something they did not do on uh, game one so if the lakers continue to do that and the Suns just can't really combat that which i don't think they can and chris paul is not going to be 100 percent. i don't think the Suns are going to stand much more of a chance um 
Shaq, any tips for the Suns to uh, compete against this height? Uh, no advice from them because I feel the Lakers have found their weak spot. The fact they know they're mismatched now, that the Phoenix is mismatched against them. Yeah. So they're just going to abuse that. And I said the series is going to be like within five games be decided, unfortunately. So. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Because, I mean, they're going back to L.A. now. Uh it sounds like I don't think we've heard yet, but it, there's a good chance that Chris Paul won't even be playing next game. They want to give him an extra few days of rest before uh, game four comes around. So not looking too too hot for Phoenix. Um, I will say this, though. They did get like the Lakers did get a huge contribution from Drummond last night. Like he really stepped up. That was probably the best game he's had in a Lakers uniform so far. And then uh, Dennis Schroeder stepped up big time last night. That dude was, he looked like OKC Schroeder again. Like he was just everywhere using his speed to his advantage, uh, pulling up. I love watching him play. He's, to me, one of the most entertaining players to watch. But if, if the Lakers can keep getting that level of production from him and Drummond, hell, just either one of them, uh, they're going to be uh, coming right on back to the finals in uh, about a month or so so yeah uh outcome prediction for this one Shaq Lakers in five Lakers in five I'm gonna give the Suns one more win I'm gonna say Lakers in six uh yeah I think Chris Paul he'll come back maybe not next game but the following game and if he can just play for 75 percent of a game I think that uh that'll be enough between him and Booker to get a uh another win in this series so yeah on that note we're gonna take a break you can go get a drink go to the bathroom smoke i don't know whatever you do whatever y'all do during these breaks <laughs> meditate till we come back I don't know. yeah do that don't be productive mm-hmm. back on the other side with an instagram poll result see you in a bit and we are back. Hope you guys enjoyed your halftime there. Hope you took care of whatever needs to be taken care of. Live meditation session was great. Yes. It is important to take care of your uh, mental health, folks. So if you need to take that five minutes or so, maybe six or seven, you do that right then and there. Gotcha. I mean, even though we're already soothing enough for the soul, we, we know you got your <laughs> Coming back, second half of the show, to bring you the poll results of today's Instagram poll, which was, can the Clippers come back from being down 0-2? The results showed, <laughs> the results did say, 100% of you said no. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> I can agree with that. That is the uh, next topic that we're of course going to hit. Usually we would do uh, kind of Instagram news at this point in time, but kind of a slow period of time when it comes to news. Really, just the NBA playoffs is the only thing that's happening. NFL, kind of the same stuff we've been hearing. It's same Aaron Rodgers drama. Tebow to the Jag- Jaguars, Julio Jones may or may not want to be traded. So, you know, kind of slow, slow news week to say the least. So anyway, we're just going to keep it moving right along to uh, the Dallas and Clippers series. And so just speaking of them, Shaq, have you had the pleasure of watching either one of these games? I watched briefly of one of these games and... Any thoughts? I want Dallas to <laughs> my heart and walk into you know. Uh Luka Doncic. The Clippers, it really is that this simple. If the Clippers cannot find an answer to Luka, they are going to get swept. Because he is bawling right now and he's having a blast doing it. This man it does not matter who they put on him. He's just scoring on everybody. And he's laughing at him, disrespecting him. And this was on their home court. It's not even like they're back in Dallas yet. They're about to be. 
but uh, on their own home court, he's just having a blast. He's calling Patrick Beverly too small. He's looking for Paul George. She's looking for Kawhi. Put anybody on him. He's out there just having a blast right now. And the Clippers have absolutely no response for him. Um, add in the fact that the Mavs are just knocking down three-pointers at a, a ridiculous clip right now. It's really hard for uh, the Clippers to keep up with that just in general. Uh, yeah, like Hardaway had 28 last night. And then if you go back to uh, game one, he also put up a bunch of points. Uh, he had a 21 in game one. But, uh, yeah, also in game one, Luka had a 31-point triple-double. I mean, very hard to beat that. And then just last night, he put up 38 points uh, and damn near – sorry, 39. And damn near had another triple-double. So, Crazy, and then Porzingis threw in his 20 points, four boards. Uh, Kleber put in 13 points, like just absolutely crazy shooting. The, the really funny part is that, you know, Kleber's put up 121 points, but the Mavs are still able to just outscore him with 127. You just can't allow somebody to hang 127 points on you in a playoff game and expect to win. It's just not happening. Unless your name is the Brooklyn Nets, maybe. Uh, Smart machine. Right. This era of playoffs is very interesting to me that people are just throwing up 120 plus points. Yeah. Casually on every single playoff. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The the Mavs right now, extremely hard to stop. Last night, they missed, like, they only were 53% from the free throw line, which, when if you were to say that, you would think, oh, man, they must have gotten blown out. But <laughs> they were almost the same from the three-point line, about a little over 50%. So it was like, geez, if, if, if they can't hit the free throws, they definitely make up for it um, in three-pointers, right? And the Clippers shot relatively well. Like, they shot uh, 30-some-odd percent from the three-point line, which is a, a solid three-point percentage so it wasn't like they just couldn't hit anything like they were obviously just fine on offense it's just a matter of their defense they cannot stop Luka Hardaway is knocking down everything right now and Porzingis he's stepping up which is a a huge addition like if he steps up on top of Luka like you usually you're not going to win that game uh so what do you think the Clippers need to do in order to slow down Luka, you think they need to trap him? You think they just keep him out of the paint? Well, probably not that much because I mean he can shoot from anywhere. Just, just probably just double this man, which unfortunately is gonna be hard because they got people. Other people can shoot from other places, so but right doubling should sounds like the only reason. As soon as that man touches the ball, three four lines just yeah that. Probably my game plan. Anytime he touches the ball, double him. I'm. I would rather put my money on Hardaway and Porzingis not staying this hot. Mm-hmm. Like if you know if they for the next two games can put up twenty and almost thirty points each. Okay, damn it, you beat us. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put my chips on just doubling Luca, making sure he does not continue to just. Dog us, yeah. Because uh, I don't think that Hardaway or Porzingis are able to keep this up at this high of a clip going forward. But we'll see. Uh, but Luca himself, though, man, keep doing what you're doing because it is fun to watch. <laughs> this dude is having a blast out there. It, it just almost looks like he's not even trying. Like, I mean, yeah, he is trying, but like, you think he's just out here just. over here pulling up from almost half court doing these run up faders off of one leg and just laughing at him (laughs) the Clippers just have there's no answers for the guy no answer for him whatsoever Uh, man Luke Luke is a fun dude to watch without a doubt keep it up they gotta have all off season (laughs) (laughs) And all this talk about the Clippers tanking because they didn't want to play the Lakers or the Blazers in the first round. Uh, some people are saying, like, the 
Mavs kind of took that as disrespect. Like, oh, you wanted to play us? You thought it was going to be an easy, easy first round? Oh, okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> and now they got him. So exactly. here we are now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good luck to the Clippers. By this time next week, it might be case closed for them, which is crazy to think about. That after all another season, all this hype about the Clippers, and jeez, man. The funny stat is that they haven't won a playoff game. Like they lost their last five playoffs games now because <laughs> they let the Nuggets come back on them last year, and now since then they still have not won a playoff game. They can't. They cannot. Hope they show a shot again for you. <laughs> it's one of those. Uh, Take a shot. <laughs> D Mitchell in this man's dome. What the hell? <laughs> My God. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, man. Good to have him back. How long was out? Can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) He never left. Uh, Yeah, anyway, good luck, Clippers. Uh, What's your prediction for the outcome? I'll give them, I put it as, uh, I'll give them one game to win and then the rest of the series is done and over with. Um, Hmm. I want to give them two wins. I either want to give them two wins, or I want to say they just get swept. Fuck it. I'm going to say they get swept. I think and they go back to Dallas, and the Mavs just close them out at home. I am subscribing to the idea of the Clippers issue is not a play issue. It's just a, a mentality thing. I don't know what it is, but those dudes don't seem to have a clear leader and it seems to affect them in these times like this. Like when games get tight, really important games, uh, it for whatever reason, they just can't seem to get it together. So I'm going to say the maps is sweeping from this point forward. So, uh, yeah, Shaq saying Dallas in five. I'm saying Dallas in four. So, uh, yeah, Clippers, they might have to blow up that team come a couple months from now. So we'll see what happens there. Moving along to the second to last series. This game just wrapped up. Uh, Hawks and Knicks. The uh, Knicks were able to tie this thing up at home. So now it is, you know, just right back leveled. Uh, The Hawks did take game one in uh, MSG with that Trey Young game winner. Not at the buzzer, but uh, I mean, Trey Young just unbelievable hitting that that dagger to put into the the heart of the New York Knicks fan base right there in New York. Uh, but tonight wasn't quite able to get the job done. Uh, the Knicks able to tie this thing up. Um, my main concern with the Knicks, they were able to come back because they were down for a, a big portion of tonight's game. Uh, my main concern with the Knicks is that they just just can't quite seem to keep up with Atlanta's speed. Uh, if you just look at the Knicks players, they have a more, you know, an older team than Atlanta, which is a much more youthful team that loves to get up and down the court. That's how they score a lot of their points. I mean, hell, look at their point guard. Uh, but the Knicks, bit older, more veteran team, uh, harder for them to get up and down the court so fast. So, Shaq, how do you think that the Knicks can keep up with uh, the Hawks' speed. Um, I just see them catch them early off the plays and prevent them from try outpace them by fast break. I, I do predict the Knicks to win out this series. I want the Knicks to win out the series. Okay. So I do predict. But I just I feel like that veteran experience will get them in the long run. So. Yeah, I'm I'm going the opposite. I do think the Hawks in the end are going to get the best of the Knicks. Unfortunately, this is one of those series where are I mean, not unfortunately, because it actually is fairly entertaining. Uh, I see this going about seven games in favor of Atlanta. Um, but uh, I don't think that the Knicks can necessarily slow them 
I think they just need to slow the whole game down, like prevent fast breaks by any means necessary and just force Atlanta to play at their pace. Because, I mean, if you just make this a a sprint, obviously the Knicks are not going to be able to compete with the Hawks. Um, but, I mean, if they need to get some clear path fouls just to prevent fast breaks from getting started or just really limit the turnovers because that's how a, a fast break starts is usually off of a turnover. So, uh, yeah, just do not turn over the ball against this team. And, I mean, you'll be off to a great start just right there. Uh, but I do think that in the end, come seven games, I think that the Hawks' speed is just going to wear down the Knicks. And eventually they just won't have enough in the tank to keep up with um, Atlanta. I'm trying to see it tonight. It was a pretty collective effort tonight from the Knicks. Like, they got Julius Randle putting. 15, 12 boards, Reggie Bullock putting 15 points, uh, RJ Barrett putting 13, D Rose with a big 26 points. He led the Knicks in scoring. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where the Knicks were able to hold Atlanta under 100 points. Hawks only scored 92. Um, they shot, yeah, the, I see <laughs> big reason here is the Hawks died by the three-point line tonight 27.3 percent from three-point line 12 for 44 so yeah that's i mean right there they just kept kept chucking them up there uh yeah and then turnover wise the hawks at 13 new york at 10 so just i mean kind of right there that kind of tells the story the three-point percentage probably the biggest biggest reason right there but anyway so Shaq. What was your um series outcome for this one? Oh, I see. It's Dallas go to a six game series with the with the Knicks, coming, the out Knicks top. coming out on top. Fair enough. I'm trying to make sure I keep track of these. So Shaq is saying New York for two. I'm saying Atlanta uh, for three. All right, and then the last game, the one that is on right now, Grizzlies and Utah. This is game two that is on right now. Uh, Memphis did steal game one in Utah, which was very surprising for me. I really thought that they were just about to get <laughs> completely run over in this series. But uh, Grizzlies came out swinging. In game one, obviously Donovan Mitchell was not playing. He has not played since like the middle of April. Uh, but hey, the Grizzlies took advantage of that and were able to beat out Utah by just three points. Dylan Brooks played massive. Uh, he put up about 31 or so. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it took Dylan Brooks playing out of his mind. took, of course, John Morant doing his thing. And no Donovan Mitchell for the Grizzlies just to be able to steal that one game. Um, but he's Mitchell's out there right now, and he seems to not have missed a beat in the extended period of time that he's been out. Uh, so, yeah, right now it's 20, 21-16 Utah. Uh, so, Shaq, how do the Grizzlies compete now that Mitchell is back out there? Um, I think today with uh, Mitchell being back in there, I definitely put the Jazz back up on top of the Grizzlies. He's the little bit over the edge. What did he? Mm. We were saying earlier with the Bears only winning by like three points without Mitchell right. being in there. Now that he's in there, I definitely see the game being more balanced or spaced out with Jazz being on top. So we shall see. We saw we see the handful of plays by glancing up and watching this that Mitchell. Has not missed a beat from now, <laughs> right. so mm -hmm. it should be interesting come mid to late game. Yeah, I, I think that because Mitchell's back in there, the Grizzlies are gonna have a really, really hard time. Like, are we really expecting Dylan Brooks to put up thirty points every night? Probably not. John Morant, he'll do his thing. I mean, I think that he can average, you know, twenty six, twenty seven, the high twenties. Uh, as far as scoring goes, but uh, I mean the rest of those guys just kind of hard to ask. And Valencianos, he'll do his thing too. Yeah, <laughs> gee, that's crazy. Team Mitchell already twelve points, three of five from the three point line. 
yeah, so kind of the the Grizzlies are going to have a hard time going for. I think that now that Mitchell's back in, unfortunately, I I, I would like to say that the Jazz are just going to sweep from this point going forward. I think it'll be finished in five games. Uh, Shaq, what's your outcome prediction? I was going to say the same about five games and the Jazz got this in the bag, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that'll just about do it. Uh, anything else you want to mention before we get up out of here? Um, do not be a bandwagoner if it turns out or getting knocked out. Please <laughs> be that team fan forever and say true. Sounds like you are speaking very specifically. Take it how you want it. But <laughs> she fits you, strap it on a word. That is a very good point, though, folks. Do not jump on to teams suddenly now that it is May. Just because your team didn't make it doesn't mean you gotta be a fan of another team. You can be unbiased and just watch it. I know, that is a strange thought, folks. Yeah, you, just, you don't exactly have to have a horse in every race. So. Right. Both of our teams are about to get knocked out here in a few days. Exactly. You, you won't see us? Yeah. As long as Milwaukee or Brooklyn <laughs> doesn't make it, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq is not rooting for anybody, but he damn sure is rooting against a couple of teams. Exactly. I don't care who wins outside of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I'm in the same same boat with Brooklyn and anybody but them. So, yep. Anyway, folks, that will do it for this week's show. Uh, next week, uh, probably hit that point where we'll be in that weird area where we're talking about second round and then still the some of the first round matchups that are still going on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, from this point forward, the show is primarily um, NBA playoff topics. Uh, so it just all comes down to if there's any blockbuster news that comes out of the NFL, uh, which I mean, doubt it at this point, but. Yeah, it's big basketball show going forward throughout the early part of the summer here. So I want to thank you all for watching. We'll see you all next week. Follow us on Instagram. It's right over there. <laughs> Just want to TikTok now, but they're both the same. At AFR Sports. Uh, that way you can vote in our next Instagram poll. So see you all next week. Thank you for watching or listening. Peace.